Here comes Jingle. At podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Jazz Wilson, and I am here with Lucy Wilson. Hello. And remotely, Anna Neary. Hello. Tom Hazelden. Hello. And we are It's All an Act podcast, series four, episode 18. So, like we said, things will be a little bit different, and as you heard from our previous episode, was a little shorter than you are used to. So I tell you what, what we've taken off of that one, we'll slap it onto this one and give it to you as a treat. So starting off, an oldie but a goldie, but new it is Ta-da. album of the month. Yeah, it is album of the month. So. Instead of it being weekly, we are going to give it to you once a month. So it gives you a bit more time to listen to it. You can interact with us a bit more. Yeah, just a little bit different and gives you more time to listen to it. And gives us a little bit more time to review it and we can talk about it before we record. So, kicking off the first album of the month, let's spin the wheel and find out who is going to be picking. So let's spin that wheel. Anna, it is you. Oh, I knew it was going to be me. (laughs) Okay, so my album of the week is... Month? Oh my gosh, yeah. Gotta get used to that. Here's an album which is based on a show, which is based on many shows. It's the production of A Spoonful of Sherman, which was touring a couple of years ago, produced, I think the Sherman brothers were very much involved with the show. Yeah, Spoonful of Sherman as album of the month. Nice. Wow, that is definitely something different to listen to. Yeah, it's the original London cast recording. 2015 and it's like a night sky and it's got a cool. yellow mary poppins umbrella on it mm. very cool okay yes very cool so our first album of the month is a spoonful of sherman very good please listen along and tell us what you think let us know what you think of it album of the month yeah so Moving on, we have got lots and lots for you. We have a jam-packed episode, so let's kick off with... Newsan. Newsan. Newsan is still here, staying strong with us. So, we have five things that we want to talk about with you that has happened over the last month in this episode. First one, kicking off, is... The Bristol Old Vic. So they are staging their production of Wise Children. But all of the cast have been isolated together and form a COVID-tested bubble. I use that in quotes. Similar to the rules for sports and films, allowing the show to be presented in a 
fall without social distancing. Now, a few questions. How come Bristol Old Vic is the first show to do this? Why are the shows not doing this? Um, yeah, how do you guys feel about them forming a bubble and then forming the show in full? Lucy? I think if they are happy to be in a bubble with their colleagues rather than like family or friends, because obviously if they're in a bubble with their colleagues and they're not going to be able to form any other bubbles, I'm assuming, um, then that's great. I think if you have an opportunity to work still, um, then go for it. There are so many people out there who can't and would love the opportunity to, so... I think it's only a good thing. Um, but like I say, if you've got a family or, you know, if you've got children or a partner, are you? I don't know what the rules are. Are you then allowed to still see them or do you have to exclusively only ever be with your colleagues? It's a, I don't know, it's kind of a bit of dodgy territory then, isn't it? Because say there's, did you say how many were in the cast? Did you say 15 or did I make that up? Oh. Um, or was that tickets were £15? That's pounds? tickets. Tickets oh. are £15. Pounds. Yes. So if they if there's, say, 15 in the show and they each have, say, a partner and two children at home, that's then a lot more people in a bubble than just the people in the show. So, yeah, it depends what rules they're using to bubble. But, I mean, I, yeah, I think if people are making a way for actors to work mm. then that is only a good mm. thing fair enough yeah so just looking up how the sports teams do it they eat sleep and play together so whatever their sport is so these guys would eat sleep and act together but like you say how does that work if they've got families i guess it's maybe just a sacrifice they have to make maybe. that they're not going to see them but I can't think of many people who would be happy to do that. Having said that, probably a lot of actors might be probably, well, this is an assumption, but lots of them are younger, maybe don't have families yet. So it might be easier for them to do that. And they also might be used to touring in productions anyway. So it might not be a big deal, but maybe those are my thoughts. Okay. Anna, what do you think of it? I, it's not the only production. I would say. I think loads of shows are starting up now. There's the Sleepless musical in London and they're having to take a COVID-19 test daily, which is mad to be involved with the show. All the cast and crew apparently have to take COVID-19 tests daily and I'm pretty sure the precautions, I guess, are similar for other shows. But yeah, I kind of agree with Lucy. If that's what they're passionate about and want to do and Obviously, the arts has had such a strong... Well, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Like, a strong... What am I trying to say? I don't know. So, like, uh, loads of support, basically. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, they've had loads of support. And I think it's nice that things have started, like, beginning to come back. Because I just think, otherwise, it never will. So it's nice to see some sort of hope for actors. And I think it's nice they get a chance and... They know the circumstances, I guess, and they have to make that decision. But yeah, no, I think it's a good thing personally. But yeah, no, I think loads of shows have started it, which is brilliant. Fair enough. Tom, mm. what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, no, I think it's a good idea. I mean, currently, the Watermills got a production of Camelot 
as, as a concert. And the leading man and leading lady in that show married, which was interesting because it means that they could sort of kiss and interact and stuff. So I guess I guess they kind of got lucky in that sense. But yeah, I guess I, I yeah I think it's a great idea if if they're if they're being tested and they're being safe, then yeah, why not? I I guess in terms of like going away from leaving leaving family, I guess it's like what two week isolation. So. I guess it's not, not the end of the world, but it, it, I guess a lot of actors probably need the cash, to be honest. But yeah, so I don't know. Good idea, I think. But just because you've been tested, it doesn't mean that you haven't got it. I mean, COVID could be in the incubation period and uh, y- you could develop it later. And how does it work if somebody does test positive? Does that mean the whole cost then goes into self-isolation and they get another cast oh yeah i yeah, don't know I guess so. but then i guess if uh if everyone's got it then you could probably just do, do the show anyway yeah i don't know mm. is there's a lot of questions but but how many people are going to see the show because you can't have any more than a maximum of 30 people in any one space so isn't it streaming they are streaming yeah but when they're doing live performances, like that, surely that's doesn't, not doesn't it depend work. on size though? Size of the venue as to mm. how many numbers, or is thirty the max regardless? No, thirty is max. The UK government currently states no more than thirty people in any one space. Which well, I guess that's why they're streaming it. Mm. They're obviously able to make money off that, today. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what comes of it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll find out. We'll find out. Anyway, interesting. Yeah, if you, we'd like to hear your your thoughts and and views on this. That would be very interesting. I'm not sure I'm completely one hundred percent for it, but I'm not totally against it. Why? Why would you not be for it? I don't really see any negatives. I just think it's a big old risk, really. Like, it's still... I would say it's no more of a risk than going into a pub. Yeah, or going to the shops. Which, at the moment, there's more than 30 people going into a shop. Mm -hmm. So I guess if you think about it, to be fair, like... People are people are working together at the moment, and although they're supposed to be social distancing, it's like impossible to social distance with colleagues, isn't it? Mm. So I don't know. May, maybe yeah. maybe it's safer than most work at the moment. Yeah. But I don't know. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. It's very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. And I read something today saying that they don't think singing is any worse than talking, like in case of spreading the disease. Yeah, well, s- singing is. Uh, th- there's a lady that did a. I'll try and find a video, but a lady that did a really great demonstration on singing versus talking, and she had. She was an opera singer, and she had a candle, and she was speaking with the candle like right in front of her mouth, and like it would go out every single time, and then she was singing, uh, and it. Was like literally right in front of her, and it, it didn't go out. It was it was a really good like visual demonstration of how 
singing is, if it's done right, is you know, is, yeah. is safer than talking. Fair enough. But, yeah. Fair enough. Okay, cool. Well, that's that article. Our next one is uh, the government have released guidance for Amdram Productions to return, which is good, is very good, and it's nice that it's very specific as well for Amdram Productions because they don't really get that treatment usually. But, yeah, it <laughs> unless you have the capability to stream your production and and people buy tickets that way i don't see how it's going to be feasible yeah because you can't have any more than 30 people in well it says in a private home garden or other outdoor spaces which is a bit confusing i get i get that because the theater Mm. comes under none of that like it doesn't doesn't fold fall into any of those categories um but then there's the whole you can't socially interact with any more than two households or up to six people from different households so yeah it's they've released the guidance but it's it's pointless really because unless you can stream it then it's 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 not going to happen, really. It's sad. Yeah. It's very sad. You could rehearse. There, there's no reason why you couldn't rehearse at this time, but there's only so long you can refer, rehearse for, I suppose, before you start losing money. Um, yeah, because you pay for venue, yeah, you know, like rehearsal yeah. space and stuff. But Tom and Anna, what are your thoughts? I think that it's some sort of sign that people can do shows i guess i've seen a lot of stuff in amdram groups being like they're doing a christmas carol because you don't have to have many people in it and doing like one man shows and stuff to kind of do stuff for the christmas period Mm -hmm. but just from the amdram groups that i have been connected with locally it's been a nightmare. Like, unfortunately, one of our local groups has had to completely cancel a show because the rights aren't available after November. So they've had to cancel. And that's really sad, like completely cancelling a show, even though you've spent yeah. six months rehearsing it. Like, it's just awful. Mm-hmm. Other things have been quite lucky with the rights and you're able to postpone them until this time next year, which is amazing. Fingers crossed. Like, they're able to still go ahead normally next year that's some sort of hindsight i guess but it is just such a shame i was just reading though it says it is against the law to gather for gatherings more than 30 people to take place in private homes though businesses and venues following covid19 secure guidelines can host larger groups i don't exactly know what that means but i'm guessing if you clean up (laughs) You can have more people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, for an example, Southwark Playhouse are putting up screens in between each party of their audience. I know they're on a smaller scale, but to have that idea, like, does that work? Does Does that... Does that class as COVID secure? Does that then open the floodgates for everyone to then go, oh, well, we'll just put pers- perspex up in between each party? Yeah. 
Obviously, I know how like to keep safe from COVID nineteen, like wear a mask, sanitize all the time. But what what other guidelines do you need for a theatre? I don't know. But yeah, no, I guess for amateur theatre, I guess it depends on the venue you're at, what show you're doing, whether you're able to get rehearsals in quickly. Like it really depends because I guess the same with professionals, but also non-professionals, they've got to kind of get back into the swing of things with rehearsals and you don't know when that's going to happen. Yeah. So It says shows should reduce the size of the cast where possible to reduce mm. the number of contact points. That's crazy. Yeah. I get that. Can you imagine being a chorus in the show and then they're like, sorry, cut, yeah. we're not. <laughs> yeah, we're only going to keep the main cast and maybe some dancers for some chorus numbers, but we're going to, yeah, restrict the cast to 10 people. So <laughs> that'd be mad. Yeah, crazy. Tom, your thoughts yeah. on it? Yeah, I guess it's better than nothing, is what it is, really. Like, I, in, in regards to, like, what theatres can do they've just got to be clever really i think like smart i feel like a lot of west end theatres in particular haven't had to do that or won't have to haven't you know they don't have to think necessarily smartly all the time because they just put on one show for like three years yeah so it'll be good in a sense i think for west end theatres to like have to actually start thinking a bit more i guess I, I mean it's good for the whole world to in that sense that everyone's having to look at things from a new angle but i think i think we'll definitely get yeah. more interesting True. shows from all of this sort of stuff because like i said we we saw a show at the watermill which is like one of the only theaters in the country at the moment to have stuff on and it was really good and it was a really interesting dynamic and it's a show that I don't think they really would have done necessarily as they did it, had it not been for Corona. But it was good. I really enjoyed it. I'd love to see more stuff like that. So I think it's just all about people thinking smartly rather than necessarily thinking how they can follow government guidelines. I, I think yeah. people should be looking at it from a creative angle rather than from a like a political angle. But it's not it's not possible for everyone to do that. I, I understand that, so Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, cool. And that leads us on to our our next article. Uh going from the audience back onto the stage. Um <laughs> how uh a theatre turned their stage into a mini golf course, which by the photos looks awesome. Um I'll post these on our on our socials but a clever idea or absolutely barking mad what are we going with this anna i like that it's theater themed and i'm assuming that the profits go towards the shows in the theater i'm guessing does anyone know i i don't well i would assume Um, so yeah because i I like because yeah, obviously the there theater. was that article. I we haven't mentioned it, but I, I'll just mention it now. It was that they, they hired out a theater for a sports event, and they were doing was it ping pong or pool or something? And mm. there was thousands of people in this theater watching pool, and it was like right, so it's okay for a sport to be played in the theater and have loads of people in it, but not for a show to happen. 
Yeah, the snooker snooker final at the Crucible. That was it, yeah. the snooker final. Yeah, and loads of people kicked off yeah. about that, and I got quite angry about really that, so. personally. Yeah, but as long as it's for theatre and it is some way for a cool way to use the stage to social distance, earn money for the theatre and the arts, like I'm all for that. And it looks great. I love crazy golf. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it can't go wrong. And yeah, if it's a way to raise money for the arts, then I'm all for it. But if it's like not to do with anything and they're just using the theatre for something else, then I'm like, oh that's sad <laughs> but yeah. no no totally for if it's like so it's theatre themed it's a great thing I hope after it all is. this they can transfer it to somewhere permanently so there's more stuff like that that you yeah. can do like musical theatre themed I don't know an escape room or something like crazy golf brilliant idea awesome it could be the start of something Yeah. cool <laughs> so yeah and yeah Broadway is probably the best place to do it because they do great stuff over there. Tom, clever or completely wacky? Yeah, both really. I mean, (laughs) like, it's exactly what I was talking about with the last one. It's just like looking at things from a different angle. Like, at the end of the day, it doesn't have to be a theatre. It's just an open venue. So, yeah, do what you want to do. Do what you can to get some money in. Like, I think it's a great idea. And yeah. and it's a cool experience for the people that actually get to go and play golf, like on a stage, rega- regardless of if it's yeah. to do with, you know, like not forgetting the fact it's not actually a theatre show. It's just a cool experience to to go and be like, wow, we played on the stage or in the theatre, and like it's a gorgeous theatre, and yeah, I don't know. I think I think I think it's a great idea, and I think it's something that would yeah. only happen because of this. Is that the uh, Orpheum? Is that, I, um, I'm sure that Orthium Theatre. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Apologies if not. Um, but they have got... So each um, hole is a different show. And they've got Hamilton, Memphis, Wicked, The Colour Purple, uh, Lion King, Phantom of the Opera, Les Mis, Chicago, and Fiddler on the Roof. So, And it's quite strict with the guidelines to how they're doing it so it's ten dollars per person with a limit of four people per party and the capacity is limited to 36 people per 90 minute slot so play is unlimited in each time slot so you're there for an hour and a half so you pay pay ten dollars hour and a half and and you're coming through the stage door as well, so you don't go through. That's cool. Through the main main door, yeah, you get to go in through the stage door. It kind of looks like the cool. stage crew or like the tech team of the theatre have made it. I don't know if that's yeah. true, but that's really cool if it if they did. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. Mm. Um, there's a picture of a guy looks like he's painting it, and I'm guessing he is a, a set builder or yeah. a set designer or something, which is clever. Mm-hmm. Very very clever. <laughs> I like his style. Yeah. Um, it's absolutely bonkers. I wonder if somebody will buy it once they've done with it or, I don't know, make mm. a show out of it. Don't know. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. I, I might. There's an email at the bottom of this. I might email and, and, and see if I can find out where it goes and what they're going to do with it afterwards. hope it doesn't just get chucked away and put in the bin. Yeah. That would suck. It just, yeah. yeah. That would be rubbish. Rubbish. 
Okay, more COVID talk. I'm sorry, everyone, but we have to talk about it. But potentially could be a positive thing. So the the man, the myth, the legend, that is Andrew Lloyd Webber, went to Oxford and he had an injection for a vaccine trial. So they don't know if it's going to work. It's speculated to potentially work. I mean, how old is Andrew Lloyd Webber? He's 80-something. Is he? I thought he was in his 70s. He's 72. 72. Okay, so he's not... So he's in the over 70s bracket, but not in the over 75s bracket. So not classed as a, a vulnerable in by UK government. But I just thought that is this him wanting theatre to be back? Is this him scared of losing everything? Is this a publicity stunt? Is this him being genuine and showing support? Like, there's, there's lots of questions. What, what do you guys think? Uh, I think Lord Weber has lost his mind. Not, not just because of this, <laughs> but just like, I mean... Don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with getting tested for a vaccine. I think it's, it's a great thing that people are doing. But I feel like since the start of this whole thing, he is... A, like, I mean, obviously he's realised that we're kind of screwed, but I, I feel like he has just been in denial about the whole thing. And he's just kind of like, no, it's not happening. We can still do shows. And it's like, no, we can't. We need to stop and think and take a break and he's like no yeah we can do it we're fine like corona's a myth almost and then i think now he's doing this because because of the same thing i think he's still in denial a little bit and i think it's like well i can get a vaccine test just to prove that that you know we're above this corona thing i don't know i just think i just think he's thinking more with a business mind than with health you know, at the forefront. I don't know. It ju- just just feels like there's a couple of things he's done, and he's been like, "Well, it's ridiculous that we can't do this. Of course, we can still do this." And yeah, I just think he needs to sort of uh, stop and have a have a think because mm. I think there's more important things at st- at stake at the moment than getting theatres open as soon as possible. Although that is important, yeah, as well. Yeah, I yeah. get that. I get yeah, that. exactly. And- it's his livelihood, really, isn't it? But yeah, going and getting a, a vaccine that you have no idea if it works. You don't know what the side effects yeah, are going to be. Bad. I mean, that's a, that's a massive risk for a man of, of his stature. Like, it, it could potentially kill him. Like, that is worst case scenario. They just don't know. Um, Anna, what do you think about it all? Because you have, you have met this man. Of on the yeah. train, from, yeah, yeah, not not that long ago. It was like December time, twenty nineteen. So yeah, not even a year ago or anything. It was like six months wow. ago, and more than that. When coronavirus was actually yeah. about, but we didn't that's know. The insane yeah, thing. if we go, right. we were like, "God, that'll never come over here." God, yeah, <laughs> I, I get a little bit worried about him because <laughs> he has been ill, really ill. As a person, 
But he has been yeah. on the front line of theatre throughout this whole lockdown situation. It's been Andrew Lloyd Webber that's been there doing music, singing with actors and performers, like doing, going to London all the time and doing stuff at the Palladium, like testing stuff out. Like no one else is doing this. He is. And I give a hand to him for doing it because he, he is kind of one of the main icons of musical theatre. He and the fact he's so desperate is great, but also he he's not I he's not the healthiest man in the world. I don't think he's been ill loads of times. I think he's very no. But then you think when your whole life has evolved and become so famous around something that isn't possible to do anymore, I think I would be the same. I think if I was Andrew Lloyd Webber, my life and everything that yeah. I'd worked towards had just gone, I would go a bit, I would be very upset and think, well, I have the authority. Yeah. I have the popularity to promote stuff and I'm healthy enough to do it, I guess, if he thinks that. I know what I can do. I'm going to do everything I can. So I could kind of see where, like, if you put yourself in his shoes and think, what can I do to make theatre something during lockdown? And I think, yeah, he's done that. And especially because he's got a brand new show coming that's obviously delayed his show. He's probably really annoyed by it. <laughs> he's probably like, I want it out. I want, yeah. yeah, I want this all out. Yeah. So I can see that he's probably very strong minded about theatre and that's it. So I can see that his focus is that. So, yeah. Okay. So we all think he's doing it out of good intent. Yeah, his heart's in the right place, but his head seems to be a little bit scrambled. Bless him. And it would if you saw literally the industry that basically you are co-creating and have built mm. upon crumbling in front of your eyes. I think any mm-hmm. of us would go a little bit crazy and and do whatever we could to try and help it, but. I don't know how long, it doesn't give any more information about what the vaccine was or yeah. how long it's going to take before he'll go and get tested to see if the vaccine's worked. I think they must um, have been so careful with what they gave him because the fact that he posted it and the NHS were like, yeah, yeah well, of he Well, he signed yeah. up for the trial, yeah. So they were, they were asking for people to come forward. Um, they've got, they think they've got a vaccine want people to come forward to trial it and he was like yeah sure yeah i'll do that they must have they must have yeah been really careful with him i'd imagine i don't know yeah it was just yeah a very big stunt for it to go wrong yeah not i mean and for him to wear his um hashtag save our stages yeah. t-shirt um which is by neither neither whatever however you pronounce it it's an acronym for national independent venue mm. association which we know that he he backs because he he does the shows, but the venues he doesn't doesn't own. Not like yeah. Karen Macintosh. Um, yeah, he comes at it from a very different angle, mm. business wise, I suppose. Um, yeah, very interesting, very interesting. And our final article that we want to talk about, which I'm very sad actually, as it is an annual occasion that. I look forward to and I enjoy and I've been a part of many times. Panto is 
cancelled, basically. Which is very sad. Mm. Very sad about it. Um, Those listening in other countries other than Britain, you may not understand what we're talking about. Um, But it's okay. Hang on in there. We're, uh, we'll do our best to clue you in. So, Anna, can you give your worst description of a panto? So, if someone oh, no. wants to describe panto rubbish. Oh, my gosh. Why did you come to me? Tom would be so much better at this. <laughs> oh, Tom's going to okay. have a go in a minute. We're all going to have a go. Oh, I don't know. Okay. If you had lots of sugar and were on a really, really big buzz and thought in your head, I can do a show. That's what that's what would happen in your head. <laughs> <laughs> oh Tom, your your terrible description of Panto? It's like a kid's birthday party on stage, but no one really knows what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Um, I see it as a, a storybook brought yeah, to life with crayons. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a terrible story but everything is always oversaturated with color to compensate for for anything else that's terrible whether it be acting dancing singing um not saying that they are but sometimes it's not the greatest um but i do love it i love the cheesy jokes i love the Audience participation, breaking the fourth wall, sing-alongs, um, heckling. It's just, it's, it's great. It is great. What what do you guys I don't know. I think it's banter? a childhood thing for me. I always remember going as a child with my family. And it's just, I think it's part of Christmas for me, to be honest. I love it. I love cheesy shows anyway, as mm-hmm. a person. Um, like, no matter, no matter how bad the show is if it's cheesy it's like great i'm on board like awesome yeah and i just love like it can make you laugh can make you cringe yeah it's just such an easy watch they're great i love it you can literally take anyone to a panto and if they hate it that's even better (laughs) so yeah no yeah that's yeah (laughs) I, i i love them can't get like i wish they were more of a like all round thing, but then I think no, because then I wouldn't appreciate them more. I would wouldn't appreciate them as much. But when yeah, when Christmas comes around and you get them, you're like True. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, True. Some okay, theaters cool. do it at Easter. They do an <laughs> Easter Easter panto. Um, yeah, it is cool. Uh, Tom, what do you love about theater? Um, about panto. Sorry, I don't know. It's just fun, isn't it? And tradition, like literally fun for everyone involved, audience, probably staff working it, and you know, cast as well. And it, yeah, it doesn't have to be good. It's just like easy, easy watch, and yeah, probably easy money as well for the cast. Like it's just just a bit of fun, really. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is great. So I'll put a link in the description below, but it gives you a list of all of the pantos that I was just going to say they update it daily. So they're constantly on it because obviously theatres are announcing it more and more that they're cancelling stuff and making redundancies, which is a shame. But yeah, so this site are constantly updating their figures with what theatres are announcing. So it's quite a good website to check, actually. It is. It is britishtheatre.com and it gives you a total. So theatre redundancies are also another list on this page and it says 4,453 redundancies currently been made by theatre staff theatres all over the UK mm-hmm. how crazy is that that is a lot it's horrible I'm just looking at the last one the Cameron Macintosh theatre he's made mm-hmm. 850 mm-hmm. plus redundancies like he's yeah. probably one of the most like that is probably one of yeah. the most successful show like companies I suppose you've got to put it into context because mm. He's a producer, so he's got a production company, so he can make redundancies from that. But also, he owns the theatres, so he's mm. making redundancies of like front of house stuff and and things like that. But yeah, if you look at the top one, Ambassador Theatre Group, twelve hundred redundancies, mm. twelve hundred redundancies. So that's basically front of house stuff. Because um, they are ATG, so people might know him as ATG, um, and that is crazy. It's so crazy. There's nothing local to not us, for the moment. Though I've noticed on there, on the list, no, not for now. I mean, the closest thing is probably the Theatre Royal. Winchester is uh, yeah. work yeah. Right, right next to that. The Nuffield Southampton Theatre is that's on a uni campus, isn't it? Yeah, and we've been uni, there. Yeah, so. yeah, that's where we saw uh, Friends School. Friends, the Friends School. Um, but they've had to close it and sell it on. I, I understand. Mm. Um, they couldn't couldn't keep it anymore, which is very sad because I thought that was quite a. Quite a cute venue, that. Yeah. But it's very sad. So, yeah, that's that's Panto gone for this year, but it'll come back. It'll make it'll, a come, come, it'll come back and it'll be bigger and better. Yeah, yeah of course it will. <laughs> um, and then there's just a final little list on the bottom. Associated businesses redundancies. Um, and that's if anyone goes to the half-price ticket hut, um tkts they made a load of redundancies in there um, and other businesses similar to that have made redundancies now 198 which doesn't seem too bad considering the other is 4000 odd Mm. (laughs) but yeah it's crazy companies have got to free up some money because they haven't got an income coming in and they find the easiest way is people, which I think is very sad. There doesn't seem to be 
any loyalty within businesses anymore. Yeah. Would you guys agree? Yeah, I yeah. guess so. It's hard. Mm. Such a horrid situation. Be interesting to know. So once, so all these people have been made redundant. How many people go back to the arts industry, and how many people find a different avenue? It'd be very interesting to know those figures. I, I mean, you probably would never find out, but um, yeah, it would be interesting yeah. to know. Very interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. Very good. Wonderful. So that is all from us today. A little difference for all of you. I, I hope you enjoyed it. Please do let us know. You can contact us on the socials. Please uh, follow us on socials and keep up to date with everything. We, we post out there regular, um, telling you what's going on with us. You can email us. It's allanact at outlook.com or you can call us or text us now and the number is 07451 234 289 and that will cost you your normal tariff whatever you are charged it won't it's not a premium number as people i have had a few people ask um and it's not no so whatever your network provider charges you for text and calls that's what it will be for texting and calling us so wonderful anna a final word from you dinner good <laughs> tell well, a final word from you and lucy had to go off to so uh her word can be baby and um uh, my word is going to be dame thank you lucy. Ah, at podcast. Okay, Dave.